0: There was some important business at hand yesterday beyond the handshake, and that is what we're going to do about health care in this country. It's a crisis right across the country, um, and that's what this meeting was supposed to kickstart in terms of, getting things improved, right? And and the other aspect of this is it's a First Minister's meeting and the return of First Minister meetings. But how much will really be accomplished because of that one meeting? What else do we need to do? We're going to chat with David McLaughlin now, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Institute on Governance. He was a Deputy Minister in Intergovernmental Affairs in both New Brunswick and Manitoba. David, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Happy to be here, Shay. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't gloss over the fact that this is the first time, I I think it's been almost five years, right, since we've had a First Minister's meeting?
1: That's right. Certainly one in person, right, uh, because of the pandemic. Now, there were lots of uh, phone calls uh, by yeah. uh, first ministers during the pandemic, and that worked quite well. I mean, people got down to business, right? There's nothing like a health emergency to force people to put your politics aside. And and that actually, you know, worked well enough to get some uh, money across the table from the federal government to support on everything from PPE to vaccines and, and other kinds of stuff. So so that was good. But, you know, as soon as the pandemic is over, we kind of reverted back to the old style of putting Political posturing, and you know, once in the you know, once every few years, get together for a first ministers' meeting, and, and we get the kinds of dynamics that we saw yesterday, which is you know, very high politics, and we're not so clear on the substance of the policy. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And when we talk about these ministers' meetings and things like that, how much really do you expect to get accomplished? I mean, there was some announcements. There was now the yeah. pr- premiers are all taking it back to talk about what they're going to do with it. I mean, what's a reasonable expectation? Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. How important was this meeting in terms of what needs to be done?
1: Well, it was very important because, as you said, it was the first time in, in quite a while yeah. uh, that they got together, and it, was, and it was also the first one on the, the number one issue in people's minds on health care. The, the premiers have been asking for this meeting for quite a while. I mean, uh, when I was Deputy Minister of Government Affairs with Premier Pallister, I mean, uh, this was a big thing. And so having the meeting is no small deal, of course, but the real question is, is what's going to come out of it? So you got to think of it as a bit of a process, so these things aren't, are rarely resolved at... in, in in one go, uh, and they're certainly not resolved for any great length of time. And that was the point of, of my writing this, this column yesterday in the Gold Mail, was to actually remind people that healthcare is is such a big deal that you can't expect to fix it all at once, and you need to have that uh, a series of meetings focused directly on it, where you can hold each other to account. You can uh, see how that's going and make the adjustments as uh, as uh, you know as, as you see fit. And uh, we're we're not going to quite see that yet. So this is first meeting. Um, first step, find out how much money the federal government is going to put on the table. So, premiers now have that. but the premiers also got from the federal government is how the feds are going to give you that or give premiers and provinces that money. So, yes, more money for the Canada Health Transfer. That's what every premier wants because that's, uh, you know, flexible money for health care. But the federal government said, oh, well, hang on though, no. We're also going to do these bilateral deals with each province on a series of specific things. So, we, it, it was important to both see the quantum Big numbers on health care, although they don't add up to as much as premiers want. And then a series of other focused policy, bilateral deals, mental health, indigenous health, and the rest of it. So there's much more work to be done.
0: And the question is, um, can we do it, uh, have we made enough of a departure from the same old, same old, right? Adding more money, okay, everybody agrees that that's yeah. part of this, but are we doing enough? I mean, a lot of people saying we've got to do some drastic things here. We've really got to change the way we approach this. Are we doing that?
1: No no I, I there's nothing that i saw uh in the uh, uh in, in what was reported on no. this that will fundamentally change the um, uh the arc and the pathway that we're on now now look every province every health system needs more money to build up the uh, capacity that was eroded during the pandemic uh but you know, a once in a in a uh, century, pandemic is not something you fix with just uh, you know uh, the latest healthcare you know fixer upper from the intergovernmental yeah, yeah. first ministers table. Right? You need fundamental reforms. You got burnout in the system. You we have people uh, insufficient of uh, you know healthcare professionals. We've got uh, you know being available. We've uh, Capacity issues, backlogs, and other things. So, we need more reform. We need, and, and we've got a growing population. Oh, here's the federal government talking about bringing in, you know, fair enough, 1.5 million more immigrants over the next few years. Great, we need that for the economy. But do we have a healthcare system mm-hmm. that's going to support that? You know, plus all the grain population of, uh, you know, folks like me and others who are going to need this. So it's it, no, they, it does not feel. And does not look, Shay to me, anyways, as as a as a as that bigger fix that is needed.
0: And then we've also got, and part of the conversation around was trying to open up the door to this. I think is the fact that we've got sort of this mixed jurisdiction. The money comes yeah. from Ottawa, but it ends up the provinces decide what they're going to do with it. To a certain extent, there's strings attached. I mean, that could be cleaned up too.
1: Well, that's uh, it could be, but uh, don't look, you know, don't hold your breath on that yeah, for this yeah. reason. Um, political. Uh, you know visibility and political credit so the fact that the federal government uh, and this Trudeau federal government which has been very consistent on this, frankly. They are doing these bilateral deals. They did it on child care, they did it on, on other social uh, issues, they did it in previous uh, you know intergovernmental arrangements, and so they're not just going to give more money to premiers uh, uh, to spend on health care where they don't get any kind of recognition for it. Now, they want uh, and that's why they're going with these bilateral arrangements on very specific topic areas, such as mental health and home care and, and Indigenous health. So, not, not need it. Like I mean, these are good things, yeah, but yeah. when they do that, then they're negotiating with Alberta and they say, okay, Premier Smith, now we're going to give you this money. Now, what are you going to do to make certain this money goes to where we would like it to go? And we can talk about that. But also, what kind of money are you going to put in to support this? Because now you are entering the, the areas of provincial jurisdiction where, the, where provinces are already ponying up dollars. And so, like, wait a second, now i got this federal money. It sounds great, but... That's going to add more costs here. Maybe I want to make some changes over here. So, it's uh, it's not it's a good thing in theory, but the practice of it is much more complicated and doesn't always uh, work as well out as well as people think.
0: Is there any way to get this out of that political cycle that you talk about? That would be such a step forward, where it's not something that people use for political advantage or as a target for their opponents. I mean, if it was removed from that election cycle and the political cycle, yeah. and actually was dealt with on a need basis.
1: Yeah, and that, and that was really what I was trying to get yeah. at, and, and my point, I think the cl- uh, the classic, uh, you know, intergovernmental dynamic of bringing your top politicians together, well, what are they going to do? They're going to politic. That's yeah. their job, that's their job, and so it is a good thing when leaders focus on stuff, because it gets things done, right? That creates the focus, it cuts through, but it is always so political uh, by nature, and, and it's really the stuff underneath that is going to have to happen, and my, my feeling on healthcare is, and I think the evidence is showing we've had these fixes, Paul Martin fixed for a generation. We've had healthcare, you know, funding from the the Chrétien days. Stephen Harper did fiscal imbalance. Trudeau, when he was first in, gave uh, you know gave some more money to healthcare, but it's different now because we're out of a pandemic and the system is on. Uh, I don't want to say it's on life support. I no, that's no. but it's it's really it's it's rocky. Yeah. and and on that basis, business as usual of premiers and prime ministers is not gonna be a recipe for guaranteed success. And therefore I think it needs a different dynamic. And I think we have to try to exactly what you're talking about, Shay. We've got to take it out of that sort of political dynamic and and create something, a, a new intergovernmental mechanism. This is the the country can do this. We're pretty adaptable. We can make that work. Put something out there where we actually have you know uh, working folks with doctors and nurses and and other healthcare yeah. professionals get the reporting in on it, and let's find a reasonable plan that will put the money where it's needed, but will allow each every province to move ahead. Because here's the thing: talk about doctors and nurses, and that they're in short supply everywhere now. All you need is one province to say, "I'm going to pay you more. More, you just come work over here." Well, exactly, that? yeah. That's and, yeah. And so you know why that's not a Canadian thing; it's a very provincial thing. So, you know, but the healthcare professionals and their credentials is a national issue now. So, it's it's not clear to me on any basis seeing what's coming out of there that it's going to be radically changed. What we're gonna, what we're the path we're on is going to be fine. It's going to be helpful. It's not nothing. Sure. Exactly.
0: Say. Yeah. I mean,
1: but um, you know, as we say back home. In, you know, in the maritimes, it ain't going to change the water on the beans, right? <laughs> this is, you know, we're, you know, we're still going to be in the dynamic that uh, that we're in, and nothing, I think, that we saw yesterday is going to uh, to, to change that, uh, you know, that path.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, David, great, great Absolutely. conversation. I really appreciate you being here.